You're listening to the second part of the Tommy Olson podcast. I hope you enjoy. Here's a little teaser to get you up to date. You know, it, it, there shouldn't be influencers. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Thank you. This is part two coming back at you. I uh, hope you enjoyed the first part, and here's the rest of our conversation. Hope you enjoy. You know, it, it, there shouldn't be influencers, first of all. There shouldn't be one person influencing a group of thousands or millions of people, which there are now. I mean, if you look on social media, there are social media influencers, TikTok influencers, all the biggest apps. There are huge influencers. I don't know. Who needs influence? Like, <laughs> you should have that in your household. Your yeah. parents should be able to do that for no you. No kidding. Right. I mean, why would you, I mean, Mike, when I have kids, I really highly doubt that I'll allow them to go on social media and stuff like that because the influencers are just not saying they're bad. I'm not saying it's a, it's, it's a bad thing. I understand that some of it is business, but most of it isn't. Most of it is not business. Most of it is these people trying to get these kids to buy products, buy products, Think the way they think. I mean, just leave it up to I watched the the kid. Leave it up to the kid. Let the kid decide. If we didn't have influencers, then these kids would just make their own decisions. And yeah. that's what we need. We just need people to recognize that. Well, there's laws in place that protect against child children being directly targeted by advertisements in a platform that it's not, like, allowed. Um, and... Someone who actually breaks that, which I watched a video on this on YouTube. So discredit, creditability is low, but like the person on YouTube is called either film theory or game theory. That person, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he talked about how Jake Paul actually average, like his 90% of viewers are under the age of 12, which means that they can't be marketed to. Anybody over the age of 12 can be marketed to. Yet he sells products and the majority of those kids buy products and then he shows the kids who have the products on his videos further incentivizing the kids to buy products absolutely and those kind of like influencers are pieces of garbage right (laughs) but this is how most i mean you're not an influencer unless you have that huge following base yeah i mean you're not verified on instagram or social media if you're you don't have that base of following exactly so I don't understand the logic in people saying that because yeah. it's just – it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. These guys are promoting these things that are just they, – they target brains that are developing <laughs> and these kids can't make their own decisions. They just – like my old my older brother even. I mean his brain is still targetable. My brain is still targetable oh, yeah. by people. For I still sure. can be influenced. And I would argue that I am influenced without my – like brain being conscious on most days. Right. And definitely there's no way to guard against that in actuality. The only thing you do is be cognizant of it, like right. to know it exists. Right. And I would, I would definitely agree with that. Our music intro. Welcome back. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so 
we were talking about influencers. What do you, what do you, what do you, what is your take? Like on, would you ever want to be one? <laughs> like that's my, um, that's my main question. Um, I probably would not want to be a social media influencer. No. Yeah. Um, I just don't think I could rely on that to be a main source of income for myself. I know. It, and it's, I mean, eventually it's, time's going to run out. You're not going to be, you're not going to be famous anymore. Exactly. I and mean, what are you going to do after that? Yeah, it's kind of crazy because it goes with like a fad. It's like they come and go. And if you lose your fame, you need something to fall back on. So the main thing I see with influences, I'm like, you need to develop a brand or some kind of income besides that that you can promote that's your own company. That like, And I'm not saying like clothing because clothing is dumb. In my opinion, right? It's, no, it's I would. Not a I would absolutely agree with that. It's not a substantial business. It's not like nobody's going to want to buy your merch forever. I after mean, they might. You right. not. You're not important, right? Right. Like, what is that? And I mean, time runs out. I mean, <laughs> eventually you got to be able to self-sustain, and that is not the way to do it. I would. I would say. I guess. Yeah. I could not see myself having a clothing brand that's going to last forever unless I'm like Louis Vuitton or a designer clothing brand that has built up credibility over time. Starting up a clothing brand, like let's say you're Nelk or something like that, eventually, eventually that's going to go away. You're not going to have that source of income anymore. So you can say goodbye to the house. You can say goodbye (laughs) to the cars. You can say bye to the designer clothing. And you can also say goodbye to the girls because they're going to fly away oh, with that yeah. too. Once yeah. the income's gone. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> um, they care. I always go back to like uh, you need to have something besides clothing. So if like let's say hypothetically, which is it going to happen? No, probably not. But this podcast blows up. I get a huge following from it, okay, which is like kind of a dream scenario. But I never want to develop my personality or who I am around the podcast. Like, I don't want that to be you, me. Yeah. So, like, let's say I go into making wine full time. Then I can promote it on the podcast. And it's literally free advertising for myself and a product that is decent and good. And people will want to buy after I'm not famous because it tastes good. Yeah. Free promotion is great. Yeah. I mean, that's how people do, are doing stuff on TikTok. I know a couple drop shippers, if you know what that is, drop yeah. shipping. Yeah. Um, they they would use a, uh, TikTok as a free advertisement platform for their drop shipping companies. I mean, oh, I've got this product that I'm importing from China, but you don't know that. Like, <laughs> promote it, make them look like real AirPods or whatever, and then. And then sell out. Go and, from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting business model. It is, but I mean, it's, it is smart. It's free advertising. This is an interesting question. How do you feel about selling shoes, like reselling shoes? Because I think that there's a market for it. I do believe that there's money in it, but I also believe that it's a very tough market. There's, I would say so too. There's people that can be successful in it and there's people that think they're going to be successful in it and they won't be. I would agree. I think it's a very flooded market for people doing the reselling. Like, definitely. And if the companies get a handle on it, like the big corporate, like Nike or 
any of the major shoe, any sh- major shoe brand that resells nicely if a the company realizes is what what is happening and actually gets a handle on the situation you can't make it big anymore right and, and there then it comes a, a certain hobbyist. point where you can't do that yeah i mean you can't capitalize off that because so, eventually it will end but what you can do with it is make your own like shoe store or become a brand of selling other people's brands like right yeah kind of how like toys r us's uh store which isn't a great example because it went out in the in the area but toys r us was the brand everybody went to toys r us if they wanted toys toys r us held other brands that were very popular Right, it's like so, uh, it's like Foot Locker or exactly uh, places like that. Yeah, exactly. Re- resell shoes, but they do it through um, through Nike and Adidas and all yeah. the other big brands, um, and they they have that they have the okay from those companies. I mean, people who are just reselling clothes, great idea. It, it it's an awesome business plan, but it's not going to work out for a lot of people. Yeah. Not a way that I would recommend people spend their time trying to get rich off of because it's it's like becoming famous on social media. It's it's just It's hard to hit it big. Right. One of the things that comes with it though is there's a lot of if you do have the capital to buy bulk like any other area, if you can buy bulk sell for less than your competitors or sell more at the same price than your competitors, you can do good sales. Right. But you that's can... the thing. Not a lot of these people have a lot of capital to right. throw at. And it. that's what I'm saying. Anybody can do good if they're handed a large sum of money and they're just giving that money and they say, oh, go run with it. Go do your thing. Yeah. If you have an, a really big, large sum of capital and and you can just run with it, you can get big off anything you want. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't have that capital, you have to be self-made completely. Oh, of course. And it's so hard to be self-made. I mean... In our generation it, especially. It's yeah. extremely hard. And it's almost... It's like a time bomb. It just it just takes a while for the clock to k- click down to zero before you can actually get to that point where people will look at you and go, yeah, you've done it. Right. It, I mean, in time will tell. I mean, people are going <clears> to... <throat> I mean, money money is absolutely 100% everything, especially in our age today. I mean, once things start get, getting rolling mm-hmm. um, and these kids graduate college and they're in a bunch of debt and half of them have nursing home degrees or like all that <laughs> stuff like... Just these, the or a degree in like astrology or yeah. stuff like that. It's like, why even go to college? You can learn this information on your own, and you're going to be just as successful as so, you were, even if you did go to college. Except when you do go to college, you're going to be in a bunch of debt. The only like, I think the only reason, like substantial reason, for you to go to college is if you're going for a STEM degree. You have to be getting a science degree in which you can you have to learn it because it's a bunch of memorization. Right. A math degree in which you have to learn it. An engineering degree in which you have to learn it. <laughs> like right. all of these degrees, you need the teaching. I, w- Business, I would ag- I would agree. you don't need the teaching. 
I'm going to be honest. You don't need the teaching. Writing, English, communications, philosophy, no. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would say that you're correct, um, but I would also argue the fact that if if you wanted to get a ma- like let's say you were going for a like a major in some sort of math area yeah. you can still find that information out online you can learn oh, how to do math on sure. i mean you can do all that the only degrees that don't require a college education i mean you can get all the information if you really dedicate your time and you look mm-hmm. the information's out there you just need to find it yeah i mean you can let's say you come out of college with a finance degree you can find all the information out online if you dedicate four years to spending your time online and looking for that specific information you'll get there the only degrees that i would say that can't be found on the internet are are degrees like hands-on degrees like oh technical yep welding plumbing stuff like that all that you can't just but those aren't even those don't need to be four years degree normally they're not they're two-year degrees or right certifications half or whatever the companies that'll get. half the companies that'll hire you on they'll just teach you how to do it as is and then hire you on as one of their own yeah um I, I i always get scared when people do that though because they can get trapped in contracts in which right. they don't have a choice but the thing that i the reason why i'm still in college because i i obviously pretty much know all that information like i have applied myself so i could like get different things figured out by myself i have a very keen use of youtube i can learn a lot from youtube like right <laughs> youtube is my best friend but i don't learn well consistently from teaching myself so like that's why i have to go to college i need someone up there telling me what to do like, right not a lot of as, people do i mean the discipline I mean, my dad said, and my dad, when he went to college, he's, he said to me, he's like, well, college teaches you something a little bit different because not a lot of people are like this. And 80% of the people who go to college, they're not, even though they might not know it, they're not just going for the teaching. They're going for the discipline Yeah. more than anything else. They just need someone to be up there and say, oh, this is due tomorrow. You have to get this shit done. If you don't get it done... There's consequences. Yeah, the consequences exactly. can be big or small, but you you're getting your ass in gear and you're preparing yourself for the real world, I guess. And that is a huge skill, especially when it comes to having a career. Because if you don't know how to get your shit done, then you're not going to make <laughs> it in the workplace. You're not keeping a job for very right. long. Um, yeah, I would I would say I need the discipline. I. My work ethic in high school was next to zero. Now, did I need to have a good work ethic in high school? No. High school grades are a joke. Like, I've never, like, looking back at high school, it doesn't need to be four years. Two years. Two years required to get a high school diploma. You could go for another two years of extra schooling and get, like, a higher like a higher, higher high school education yeah. that applies for college. We just do it wrong. Like, our system is bad <laughs> it's it's not the best it's not it's efficient definitely not i knew some very smart kids in high school who are going to end up very bad because they don't have a college degree and they they will never learn the discipline they 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 they're very like i've met some very smart people who just can't who really do need that in their life but i've met some people who don't who yeah didn't even go to college and we'll be fine 
we'll be fine. And we push college way too much, and that pushes college prices up, and it's a whole thing. Right. It's all about money. It's all about money. It's all about money. It doesn't need like college does not need to be about money. If colleges, I believe that if colleges were not run by the state, like half of colleges in the state were run by the state, then college prices would be lower. Well, if, in private schooling and everything. Right. And yeah. more specific. I I would agree. I also agree that if there if if you didn't fund these colleges by paying them, they go under. Yeah. They can't. They can't they're, they're not like self-funded. I mean, they're just going to they're going to collapse. So they need a certain amount of people to go there in order for them to be to to pay their professors, yeah. to pay the staff. I mean, if, if there isn't anyone going there, then what is right? So now you see colleges accepting people like Oshkosh or something like that with a 2.0 GPA, oh, and you're like, "What in the Stevens hell is Point. going on?" Stevens Point has like a 80 percent acceptance rate. That's insane. Like right. you need to tell those people, "No, don't come here. You're wasting your money." But they can't because they can't. it's they're, they need they, the they money. have no fund. Yeah. I mean, they they have, yes, they have government funding and stuff like that. But eventually, that funding, once that once the amount of money that they're spending outweighs the amount of money that they're gaining you think they're going to just keep that running because they're nice <laughs> yeah no they, they're, that's that's just cut it's mm-hmm. not it's not going to just keep happening i mean it's a clear example of an oversaturated supply market yeah and there's no the the, the demand isn't settling the spot the supply and nothing's going to be done with it because people like their jobs people don't want to lose their jobs obviously but it's the hard truth. Well, it's the way it's – it, I think it's the way that things are get, heading right now. I would agree. Um, one thing that's interesting, after the 2008 or was it 2009, 2009. recession, yep. um, there was a huge spike in people that went to college because they're like, well, obviously, if I get a higher paying job from this degree, then – I will be making more money, and I don't have to worry about a recession happening in the future. The fear sparked a lot of people to get a higher education. Right. I'm curious as as to if next semester or the semester after that or even the year after that, because a lot of people might not go to college right away because they're so afraid of the virus. Right. That being aside. I, um, I wonder if impact. we'll see a spike. In college numbers. I think we I think we could. Yeah, I think that's a very big option. Um. Which then again, it might not be true at all. Yeah. There's really no way of knowing. It's like trying to guess what the stock market's going to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the stock market can go up and down all over the place. You're never going to know what you're doing with it. No. It's, it's just... Unless you're playing long-term, there's no way to know. Right. Yeah. And long-term is We'll relative. see. You just, <laughs> right. I mean, you just got to let time tell. Yeah. Um. Another thing that would be interesting if college did it, did it, if they're specified to one specific topic, like Definitely. if if it was just a college, and just like, going to science, just yeah. science, no math, no English, all that. Yeah, like we're just teaching you these degrees. We're extremely specialized in it. We teach you some other areas so you can be more accomplished in these degrees. Like they might have some math courses to get you better at biology, but. 
I think they like, have a lot more success, especially I do with our generation. I do too. I think we look for that kind of because Stephen's points like, oh, we have natural resources, and we also have chemical engineering, and we have philosophy. Well, if you like, spend your whole, the right, fuck? let's say, <laughs> if you, I mean, like, let's say we, we can use finances as an example because that's the area that I'm in. Let's say you go your whole life, and um, instead of, I mean, even in middle school and high school, let's say middle school, let's say you knew what you wanted to do and what area you wanted to go into. Why don't you just prep this kid up, like, just just prep him as much as you can for the finance industry and just keep doing it and keep doing it. And through high school, have specific finance courses for the kid to follow. If you want to go on to college, do the same thing. Just prep the kid for finances. He's going to come out the best financial, yeah, with the most financial knowledge. Unbelievable. Through the roof. Yeah. And you can see this happening today. And if we look in the history, um, today you see like a farmer's child who works on his farm the whole life and is going to soon take over the the farm from his father or whatever. That kid knows more about farming to than any other kid who graduated high school then went and got like a herbology degree or whatever the right. hell and then decided to open up his own farm. That kid who started on the farm is going to know way more. Right. And if we look in the history, like someone was devoted to a trade, then they ca- taught their kid a trade, like let's like, say blacksmithing. Like that kid at 16, 15 years old knew how to blacksmith better than so many other people. Right. Like the amount of knowledge you can accumulate that we just like – we're a jack of all trades, not a master of one right. society. Yep. It's garbage. It's it's, garbage. it's definitely not. Yeah. I mean, nobody stands out anymore. No. Especially kids coming out of high school. Everyone with a high school diploma is the same fucking person. It's just a factory. It's, 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 it, exactly. It turns out I mean, the same it's, car. Right. Right. And if you want to be unique and you want to stand out, then start doing stuff like putting yourself out there. Start thinking about like, how can you stand out? Okay. Well, maybe do community service. Maybe work in a place and work your way up and manage it while you're in high school. Or just like find something that you can get in a little bit of extra information so you'll have that competitive edge when it comes down to job decidings and stuff like that. Just people don't think about that though. Yeah, and I don't think um, the jobs are there in a lot of industries. Like a lot of industries, if you walked in the front door and you're like, I just want to sit here. You don't have to pay me much. I just want to learn what the hell you guys do so I can, like, go into this in the future. I think a lot of industries look at you and go, you're in high school. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you right, doing? Right. Yeah. You know? But yet you're just as capable as everyone else. And I would love, would have loved that opportunity, like, to find something I'm passionate in and then just devote my high school, like, free time to that. I do think the opportunity's out there, but I just don't think that a lot of people spend time looking for it. That could be the case too. I mean, I was not very dedicated to that ideal, and honestly, I, I, I think was, it's a new one for me. I, I was, and the only reason that I, you know, that I thought that was because, you know, I went through high school and people were, yeah. I mean, I was not just someone that. I mean, if someone guessed where I was at, you back stood in, out in high school. 
Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, I'm saying the, I'm saying the exact opposite. I'm you did saying not well, I'm saying up? I'm saying I definitely stood out, but not in the way that anyone would have expected. I mean, if if, yeah, let's you, talk about if you tried to go back four years and guess where I was now, oh, four years ago, for sure, nobody would have had any no, idea. Right? I mean, you look completely different. Remember freshman? We were in the same. Do you remember? We were in the same gym class. Okay. Yeah. Remember how different you look. I mean, you always have those two pictures that you sent people, and then I mean, just and acted and. I mean, right. It was crazy. Huh? But I still had those goals. I still, I still knew that if I wanted to stand out, I would need to find something to make myself look better coming out of high school. Having, I mean, having an, like, like I mentioned before, having a job interview to where my dad works, make, making, even having the interview, <laughs> I'm making $50,000 a year at our age. That's what kids come out of college looking for. Yeah. And, and the eight, opportunity. N- 19. I yeah. Mean, so I had different goals, but I had I, I had a different mindset, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting way to approach life. And I think you really need to take a chance on yourself and develop yourself in a way that you want to be developed. And... I think something that I realized during college is like I was sitting in a room freshman year and these are it was like freshmen like I'm going into paper science engineering also point is this big thing where like it's pretty much a program in which you go and like straight into the paper industry okay, okay. you make really good money in the paper industry oh I would I, um, I yeah I but would imagine uh they like it was a room and I saw all these people and first off about 0% of them are charismatic. Like, it is like standing in a room of a bunch of drones. Like, it is terrible. So I was like, I have that edge on people. At least I can talk and, like, be right. entertaining somewhat. But I, I noticed, I was like, I don't keep the best grades. Because I'm like, I don't, I'm not it in It really college. matter. I'm as long in... as you come out with a degree. I know. I'm I mean, they in... don't look at your grades. <laughs> You think that a business just looks at your transcript and says, oh, yeah, this guy's the right candidate? He is a 4.0 through college. Like, no, nobody wants... A 4.0 is a little different. I mean, if you have, if okay, you, if you maintain true. a 4.0, then, I mean, that you're saying they might something. look at that. But you can put that on your resume. I wanted to be like... I wanted to show why I wasn't, if anything. Like, I wanted to be like, I didn't focus on that because it wasn't necessary. I want to get my degree. Okay, right, that's yeah. that's Smart one move. thing. I want to get my degree, but I also want to develop myself in college. And I see a lot of people like just focus on the degree and focus on the grades, and it's sad because where are you going with your life? Like, if you don't try a bunch of different opportunities, then you might get said no to on the biggest opportunity that you've been focusing well, I've, everything on. I've, I've seen some really, really, really smart kids at our school. I, I won't even, I'm not going to name names, but these kids are way smarter than me. They're way smarter than me. I'm, I mean, I'm stupid compared to these kids, but they're just investing their time in the wrong places. They have so much potential, but because they're told what to do and because their their parents and their influencers tell them what to do, they're going to end up in a place they don't want to be. Yeah. And I, I just – I get so scared of that. Like at, last summer I worked in – I don't think you knew this. I worked in a sewing shop like with a bunch of other old ladies. 
Like it was terrible. I sold like these big, heavy industrial slings for my whole summer. And I was around people like full grown adults, all of them hating their jobs, absolutely hating their jobs, except for the boss and the manager. And there was no way to get to that position because they weren't making enough money. The boss and the manager were brothers. No one like, was going anywhere. No one was going anywhere. It was a dead end job. And I've never understood that phrase even like more to the meaning it is. And I looked at them and I was like, what happened? What happened to the dream? What happened to right. the aspirations? Did you just have to settle on this? Like, it's so sad. And I don't want to turn out that way. Like, no, I, the, no. the fear of that drives me to do everything that I do. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I totally think that that's a very valid point. I really, really, really think it's sad to watch people with so much potential. Like, these kids, if they did what, what I'm doing right now, if if those same kids just did exactly what I did, they'd be way, way further ahead than I am right now. But, yeah, I'm still ahead of the game. Yeah. How did that work out? Right? I couldn't tell you. And if, I don't know. And if you would have told, like, and you're told throughout high school, like, you have to go to college, otherwise you're going to be a bum. Even my teacher. I, I mean, the, I mean, <laughs> my senior communications teacher told me that all the time. You got to go to college. You got to be successful. And the funniest thing that I realized out of that whole thing, I never took it seriously. And the reason I never took it seriously was because the people who are making $45,000 a year are telling me to go to college to be successful. Those people are giving me advice about my future. When theirs isn't that great. And they went yeah. to college. Like, right. I mean, there's something to be said about doing what you want to do for the rest of your life. But I would also argue that most of the teachers at Appleton High School hate their fucking job. Like, right, <laughs> they, right. they go to work and they're like, I hate these kids. Right. I mean, but the people who go and they enjoy it, if, if you enjoy your job, that's everything. That's, yeah, if, that's I mean, more you, than the money. Right. If you, if you love what you do, then who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, you can let people talk to you and tell you, oh, money's everything. Money is not everything. As long as you love you, what you do. But, don't go telling kids, oh, you have to go to college to be successful. That's that's absolutely 100% bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not, pushed. It, it is pushed. Not saying college is bad because college is great. But half these kids are just going because they can say, oh, I went to college. Yeah. They're not. They're not going for the fact that they actually think it's going to benefit them. They're just going for the fact that they were told to go and... And that's what they had to do. Right. And it's just... It's interesting. I I am really looking forward to going to like a, re, a high school reunion in 25 years just so I can see my classmates. See where everyone's and at. see where everyone's at. <laughs> that's all I want to do. I'd be like, oh, so you sat in the same town for the whole life. That's cool. <laughs> and like see someone else and be like, holy you, shit, you made it big? Like you? Yeah, right, right. See someone else be like, oh, you gained a lot of weight. Oh, my right, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like That's going to be – I've thought about that too. I mean the fact that you might look at someone who you thought was just going to be through the roof successful and they're just not. Yeah. And you're like, what the, f like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? You had it. I mean – You had so much potential and where the fuck did it go? <laughs> It just dissipated. It like it's disappeared. Gone. It's and 
I mean, I can see it already happening. Like in talking to other kids from our grade, I can see people going, I don't need this. And also, I don't need to do anything except for smoke weed and drink. So, right. Yeah. And no I, goals. And it's just, it's sad. <laughs> it's just sad. It, it is. It definitely is. But also, if they don't, if they don't make it big, that means that more people make be, it big, and right. I might be able to make it there's, big. There's better. more potential for success. <laughs> exactly. Right. You need the balance, but you, you do need the balance, and you know that's why I'm so worried about our generation because I don't think that our generation has the balance that it takes. Yeah. It's well, just like we're a very interesting generation. We grew up with phones. We were one of the first generations that grew up with electronics at our fingertips. Like, I remember in third grade having my mom's phone on my hands playing Angry Birds. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, Doodle Jump. Yeah. Like anything. Yeah. Apps. An iPhone 3G. That was just <laughs> awesome. I mean, I wanted an iPod so much when I was in fourth grade. I, my parents wouldn't even let me get a phone until I was in eighth because of this shit. I bought my own iPad, iPods. Like I bought my own iPod in third grade. Had it until sixth grade. Lost it. Bought it. Bought it again. And then, like, I've I've always like bought my own electronics because it's. I feel like it's my own responsibility. And then with my parents, we were like, "You should not be on that." I'd be like, "I fucking bought it." So <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. I mean, you can tell them. <laughs> but um. It's it'll be interesting seeing us grow up because we've had everything at our fingertips for our whole lives. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, every, I mean, how long it used to take stuff to ship. Now <laughs> we're living in a world where it's now, 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 now. Like yeah, when a kid orders something on Amazon, they get it in two days. You know how long it used to take for shit to ship before, or like when kids go to. The, I I think it's gonna create a huge problem in our society. I would I would agree and I I mean if you're looking for a developing industry going to shipping. I mean that's one hell of a boring industry, but you could make it big. I mean you could make that big just like any other job as long as you that's plan true. correctly. That's yeah. true. But and you could work at McDonald's. I I'm sure there are people that work at McDonald's that have more money in retirement that will actually retire and have a good rest of their life just because they planned correctly and they they took the initiative to know what they needed to do to enjoy the rest of their life. Yeah. Some people are rich as hell and they don't know how to manage their own money so they end up broke on the streets. Yeah. I mean, there are famous NBA players or NFL players, you name it, that are homeless because they just blow their blow. Well, they got to live the lifestyle. They got to live the lifestyle. They can try to, but to I mean, how stupid is that? <laughs> I know. I think of my cousin played for the Jaguars, okay? Like third cousin. Not very big. He got drafted, and then he got moved to like the Bears for a year or something, and then he like pretty much fell out of the NFL, which happens to a lot of players that you just don't hear about. But he made so much money. Like, God knows how much money he blew just to live the lifestyle that everybody else was living. Even though, like, the pro athletes, like, the real pros that played on the field constantly, like the Aaron Rodgers, they had the money to live like that. Oh, right. But these other guys were making, I mean, they're still making $150,000 a year. 
but it's they're great trying to, income. They're trying to keep up. They're trying to keep up with the big right. spenders. I mean, you make $150,000 a year and you realize how fast that goes out of your pocket once you look oh, at your yeah. bank account and you see $0 because <laughs> you're trying to keep up with the rest. That's just a absolute shit show waiting to happen. I, I always think of if he would have lived that $150,000 years like someone who makes $30,000 a year, yeah. if he would have lived like that, he would have had like, let's Huge say, $600,000 nice. by the time he got out of the NFL. I mean, yeah, and if he put it in the right places, he, he might be having – Exactly, that. yeah, he could have had a lot of money. And it's all about living the lifestyle. And managing your money correctly. Yeah, that's a big thing. So you got a new car? I did get a new car. Third one? Fourth one? Uh, I think so. I had a one, two, three, four. Five, my fifth, five. fifth car. Okay, my fifth car. You had the and, one. Yeah, I had before... the Chevy S10. It was a truck with my first car. Oh, okay, and I, I forgot Ac- about that one. Then I had an Acura Integra, and then I Remember got a Ford one. Fusion, which From I Krista. right that I crashed. Remember after, that as well. <laughs> yep, and then after I crashed that, and then I bought a uh, t- 2003 BMW, which just gave me a bunch of problems. So then I just uh, after I got this new job and everything, I went and bought a 2016 BMW 320i. How do you feel about that one? Oh, it's good. It's a lot nicer than any oh, other car yeah. I've ever had. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, it's it's fun. I love driving. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Ed, cars are amazing. They um, are fun. Stuck with the Beamer though. I had to go with the Beamer lifestyle. <laughs> I do love BMWs. I did want a Tesla, but it was a little bit out of my price range. So hopefully, in about a year and a half or two years, I get a Tesla. <laughs> I keep my mom's like. We were just having this conversation because we were talking about my car. I got the car, so mine broke down, and then I got a car from what one? What one? The Impala. I don't know if you remember the Impala. It was uh, beige, right? Yeah, I had it for like a year. Yep, year or two, and then I got this Intrepid. It's 1994 Intrepid, and I've been in that Intrepid a million times. (laughs) Oh yeah, Yeah. that's I used to take you to take me home from school actually. Yeah, Intrepid, but uh. That car, my mom's like, when that breaks down, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, that car's not breaking down until I have money to buy a new car. (laughs) And the first car I buy after college is a Tesla. And she's like, no, there's no way you make enough money. I'm like, if I get out of college, I'm making 80 grand a year, which is average salary for my, like, for paper science. I just have to live like a poor, dirt cheat lifestyle. Like, I'm already living in college. For like another three, four years, and I will have so much money to buy a house, to buy a nice car. Like, the key is just don't go flamboyant. <laughs> yeah, don't blow your money. Until you can. Uh, yeah, until you, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to blow my money. That stuff, sh- that's just going to accumulate in my account until who knows when but right now i'm focused on building my credit more than anything because credit is so it means so much it's so important it's huge yeah can't get a house loan can't get a car loan can't like i mean if you don't have money to buy a house but you can afford the house and you don't have credit you, they're they're going to laugh in your fucking face I mean, you're not buying a house i think i'm going to i told I, my mom was like, you need to get like a credit card or whatever to build credit. First off, insurance payments. I pay insurance. 
that pays for credit. Like that goes towards the credit a little bit. So my credit should be fine coming out decently. But I was like, as long as I have enough money saved up to buy the house outright, I don't need credit. <laughs> Just pay cash. Right, if you have if you have the whole house covered, I mean You got quarter of a million in cash. If you have a I mean <laughs> if you have but then you have to think about it too when you come out of college, what's your what are your what are your plans? Yeah. If, I mean what if something happens to your parents? You have nowhere to live. Exactly. Well, my plan out of college, you get a dirt cheap apartment. And just and you save just, up? And you just save money. You keep throwing her in. Live decently. Live well enough. Don't spend a lot of money. Save the money. You'll be fine. Right. And I'm yeah. good at saving money. I can save money. I don't need nice clothes. I don't. That stuff doesn't make me happy. Yeah, something I found out about our generation is that putting away money without even thinking about it is probably the best option. If you just don't even think about it, you just have an automatic withdrawal from your account, 100 bucks every paycheck or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, they say save 10, 10, 10%, 15%. Yeah. Save 50 and live live really frugally and just go day to day where you can barely afford food and do that for a while. And then all of a sudden you'll look at your account and you'll see, oh, I got $45,000 within three years Holy shit. What? If I keep doing this, I'll be able to afford a house down payment. Like, I'll be able to cover the whole entire cost of the damn house. Yeah, exactly. And that's really my goal. Um, I feel like that's the best way to do it because when you apply for loans, you obviously have to pay interest on those loans. And if you never have to pay interest, that means that the money, the amount of money that you're making, is actually greater than it actually like than it is to other people because those people also have to pay interest. Right. So let's say you're spending your whole paycheck and you have to pay and then you're spending it on things that you have to pay five percent interest on because that's a loan or whatever. That means you're earning five percent less each paycheck automatically. Right. So that's the I way mean, I see or it. Or you least. could throw it in retirement with a guaranteed interest rate and just let it pile up and too. And that's positive. And that that you, you can't go wrong with that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, how can you go wrong with a guaranteed interest rate, throwing money into an account that you're not even thinking about? And then once you hit a, once you hit the age of retirement, all of a sudden you've got five hundred thousand dollars to just spend. Once you're sixty, sixty-seven, seventy years old, when you have that amount of money, you're just like, holy shit! I can just vacation wherever I want and. Actually, I mean, obviously, you'll have to manage your money a little bit, but yeah, but you can live. You, yeah, right. And I'm not saying wait till retirement <laughs> to live. I mean, live, but yeah, um, we live like you said. We live in a now culture. I would like that nice house. I'd like that nice car. I'd like those nice clothes now. Right. I'd like that. Um, like everything now. Like and we if, if you want don't th- know patience. Right, and if you want, if you want to be prepared to have a lifestyle like that, you damn well better be real smart, or you just better well be real damn lucky. Yeah, yeah, you really need to be lucky for that one because, you know, or like, just seize an opportunity that just doesn't come around. Like there are certain people who can do that, just not everyone though. Not everyone. The key, the key to opportunity, like the. If you see luck as like 
everybody gets a flat rate of luck. Like everybody gets 10% luck in their life or whatever. Right. Some people can spend it, like get the opportunity and it just spends all at once. Like you spend all 10% luck. But there's other people who maximize that potential through other means, whether that is publicity or smartness or whatever it is. And they can use that luck more towards their advantage in latter half of their years if they don't get it right away in life. Right. And I would say luck goes hand in hand with risk because if you don't take the risk, uh, I, I mean, luck doesn't come without risk at that at that high of a level. I mean, they have to take a jump and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to just throw all $50,000 of that. That's a huge risk. I'm, I'm going to throw $50,000 into the stock market yeah. just for just yeah. for a um an example yep so they throw fifty thousand dollars in it that's a huge risk but the luck is go it goes hand in hand with that risk oh yeah it maximizes you're not guaranteed to win anything (laughs) i mean it's like winning the winning the lottery it's like people who threw money in facebook stock right when it got released they knew they had a hunch they're like this might blow up and then it did blow up right and then they got rich but they didn't know Right, they capitalize off that. There are certain people, though, that are smart enough to recognize when something like that is going to happen. So, like I said, I mean, you either have to be real smart or real lucky. Yeah. Yep. And if you have both, if you have, if you have both, then you're just you don't even have to worry. I, yeah, I mean, that's unbelievable luck to be born into a body that just. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. What I um, always think of is like what is smartness because like we define it as like oh if you're smart as math which i've gotten most of my life like you're smart at math you're just smart in general not even close like not even (laughs) close well i think smartness is like so objective it's just a very you can define smart in a lot of ways just like you can define success in a lot of ways i mean being successful, you can look at being successful as having a Ferrari and a Lamborghini and a $800,000 house on a, on a lake and having people over every day and a bunch of hot girls. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you might see someone that makes $40,000 a year living frugally that just loves their life and both are successful. It doesn't... Yeah. If... I mean, it doesn't really matter. You can't define success. Yeah. Well, you, just like you you can't define what, like, pretty much anything else is. It's all retrospect, I guess. It's all other people's opinion. Well, one thing that I think that success goes hand in hand with is finding this definition for yourself, which is what is the meaning of your life? Like, what do you want the meaning of your life to be? And if you find that and you succeed and like if you achieve that, then you have found success. And I would say that a lot of people strive to find the wrong meaning of life, like to find other people's meaning of life, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would I would I would agree with that. And you can't really define success at all. You can't really, really, really impossible (laughs) word to just like say, oh, I'm successful. You're not really. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what? I it's just it's it would be insulting to me if someone said, "Oh, you're not successful," and I am, and it's like I could be making thirty thousand, I could be a hobo on the goddamn street and love my life, and that could be my goal. Yeah, and I could just 
yeah, I could be successful in that. Not um, saying that that is what I want, <laughs> but um, a lot of people—I shouldn't say a lot of people—humanity, just in general, has been like trying to define the meaning of life forever. I mean, you see it in the examples of the context of religion and like all of these areas of people being like, "What the hell are we doing here?" Right, and it's so such a weird aspect to our human existence of where are we where did where are we going where are an individual going where are we collectively going like it's so hard and it's it like hurts your brain like right <laughs> it, it can make you feel lonely it can make you feel in a De- group yeah. like it depressed whatever yeah i mean it's just yeah i would i would say that that's definitely true it's super hard to think about stuff like that it's just it's left up to the unknown i guess i mean you can't live your whole life though with a goal based on someone else's goals no and you're gonna end up depressed yeah and if you and that's that's why i am so against like social media stuff like that like influencers like kids look up to these people and that's what they want and when they don't get it they get just they they're absolutely just devastated, and it's like I didn't grow up my whole life thinking I was going to be a fucking NFL player. <laughs> no kidding. But these kids think it's so possible because like they're all these people are like, oh, everything. chase your dreams, like you can do anything you want. Really? Yeah, and the idea that you can be anything is a joke, and. It's something that's pushed onto kids when they're a young age. That ties back all the way to what we were talking about. You're pushing this idea of you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. You can't. You That's just the hard truth of it. You can't be anything you want. You can be anything that you can be. <laughs> that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah, right. I mean, like, <laughs> there are limits. There are limits. And you can push those limits and you can do whatever you want to those limits. I would say that the potential for you to do what you want, if you do put your mind to it and you actually take the time to do it, you can do it. But these people are just making it look so easy that yeah. 1% is going to be able to actually do it. Exactly. Just, and we don't. We don't see the work that someone puts in. That goes right, and nothing comes without work. Yeah, unless you're lucky, like we talked about before. It's just that's all the advertisement that we see. We like kids assume that they can do whatever they want because they see it on TV. They're like, "Look at the man on in the television can do it, so why can't I?" And it's it's not that easy, and we we just don't realize that we until we're older. Right. And get sad about it at one point and then <laughs> <Right>. go, <laughs> this is the way it is. Yeah, and... I mean, like, shit, better get my shit together right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not really any other way around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Freshman year of college, like, right during the beginning, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, I had that moment of realization of this is almost what I was told to do. And then I realized, but this is still the right, like, even though I was told to do this, 
I had to reconcile with myself, like, this is still the right path for me. And I right. can this make is it what right. I want to do. Yeah. You know? But I had to go through that in my head. And it was hard. Like, it, questioning your own standpoint in life is extremely hard and can come with a and lot of emotions. And following through with it, too. Following through yeah. with that after those thoughts of doubt. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's like taking a leap of, like, leap of faith. And, um, Something that I heard, um, I watched this video called um, Jump. It was by Steve Harvey. Never thought it would ever be any <laughs> meaning of value to me. But I yeah. had to watch it. I had to watch it because it was a video that Aflac required me to watch to get to get a second interview. I had to watch the video. Um, he, he, he had asked me to, and I watched it. And it actually changed my life because he talked about how if you don't take that jump, if you don't take that step to just letting all doubts aside and just just going for it you're never going to find out what's, what's what, what what the future entails you're never going to find out what that path may have held for you yeah and taking that jump kind of boils down to taking a risk on yourself and absolutely taking a risk on yourself isn't a risk because you control your own destiny when you act on your own means and like investing in yourself making yourself a better human being is always going to benefit you. There is no other, like, going to school for a useful degree or trying to learn a new skill or developing your human, like, contact, ability to speak to someone else. That all improves you. You're taking, you're enhancing your own ability and then you're applying it. And when you apply it to something else, like a job or whatever it may be, because a job isn't everything, obviously, You've applied those risks that you took in yourself to acquire those skills, and then you're getting something that you wanted in the end. And right. I don't know. I live by the risk and risk and reward. Yeah, and definitely, you yeah. always get a reward if Especially you take a if risk you t- on yourself. Right, and in a risk, you can definitely say that that's anything. College, you can say that it's a business venture, whatever you want. I mean, risk boils down to it's another really hard word to define yeah. because risk can be anything. Whatever you feel like is is a risk. If you take that risk, and it it, it I, I mean, it doesn't boil down to anything. I mean, but <laughs> it, generally, like within reason, it boils down to a lot of different things. Right. Yeah. I mean, but risk. if you don't take risk. Like I said, I like like what I just like what I read to you, what I saw today. Um, if you if you don't take risk, you're gonna end up working for someone who does. <laughs> that's that's how it's it is. It's a beautiful quote. It really it, is. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. Yeah. Well, we're gonna use that as a capstone of the podcast. We should uh, do that. Mind. All right. Well, this is fun, and I'm I'm glad we extended it. Yeah, I'm this glad too. Good. Yeah. This Thanks for good. having me. Yeah, for sure. Um, take care. Absolutely, you too. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. And if you did, make sure you leave a comment if you wish. As always, I'm your host, Adam Schmidt. Saying bye-bye for now.